Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you are listening to the Speaking Of Podcast. Today, I've got my good friends Anthony Moore and Dan Lamus joining me as we sit down and we have a discussion about the book of Revelation, specifically like tribulation, hell, judgment, and just generally interpreting the book of Revelation. It can be a complicated, confusing book and we dive into maybe the big picture and I hope it's helpful to you. Here's my conversation today with Dan and Anthony about Revelation. Let's... uh Let's welcome some folks, see if we have any any people who aren't working or taking their lunch and they're joining us. Happy Friday, everybody. Yep, happy Friday. Yes. Um, it's a good Friday, not the good Friday, but it's a good Friday. My day started out great. All right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Sounds like a story. I did not hear this yet. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this one. Okay. Well, I woke up uh, when my alarm went off and immediately just had this thought of, what is that smell? Aha, yep. And I have a dog, mm-hmm. um, a new dog owner. And anyway, poor thing. I thought I heard him whining at like five something. <laughs> and I just yes. brushed it off and went back to sleep. And uh, sure enough, he needed out. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. I started my day. In a big way. In a big way, cleaning up. You know, I, I made the mistake last night. I got home after preaching. And I got home and I uh, made a steak. And gave him the fat and put some, put some like steak grease all over. You're a his, great dog owner, right? Man. Like I filled his the bowl best. right up, and he yeah. just had a feast. He licked that thing clean, uh-huh. and then uh, yeah. So then, then I had to clean it up this morning. So. so, so in other words, you could say that you made a mistake. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's how this is gonna go. Okay, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. We'll be here all yeah. week. We will be here all week, folks. Uh, hey, yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the Speaking of podcast, a very special live edition. We are live on Facebook and what other streaming platforms? I don't know. Probably just the Facebook. Is it the Facebook? The Facebook. Yeah. You look a little bit like Mark Zuckerberg, Ron. Has anyone ever told you that? He does. Speaking, I think I've heard it. I've never, I've never thought yeah. of that until this moment when, yeah. when I see you and I say the word Facebook. I'm like, yeah, you could, yeah. You, could you could pass as a, a point, as a point of interest, Reverend Ron, Reverend, 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 congrats, Ron. He wears yeah. it well. I'm telling yes, you, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. It's good. So uh, today we uh, some folks joining joining in. That's great. But we're gonna have a discussion and and talk about. Uh, the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. for those who maybe you're just joining our podcast and aren't maybe part of King's Church necessarily, maybe you're listening at another time. We've been, since January of 2020, um, appropriately reading the book of Revelation and as a church and preaching from it. And so it's been a, it's been a great journey, honestly. Yeah. I've, I've really grown from it and grown to love it. I think it's one of my favorite books of the Bible now, which oddly enough, it wasn't. I avoided it. For a yeah. long time, mm-hmm. so yeah. what? I, I'll, I'll never hear the word apocalypse the same again. Totally right. Like when a, when a movie everything. promises to be apocalyptic, I'm going to be like, is that all? Yeah. Yes. You're just going to unveil stuff. Yeah. It's, it's taking the drama out of the word yeah, for me totally, a little bit. Totally. Well, I mean, we they, we have unfortunately redefined what the word apocalyptic means. Yeah. Um, and I mean it. It means what it means now yes. in modern day. Yeah. You know, it's disastrous. Yeah. It's the catac- end of all cataclysmic, mm, but that's yeah. actually not what it mm-hmm. means yeah. in the Greek. Yeah. So 
We here at King's Church know that now. Yep. Yes, so. we do. But we've been learning a lot. What's Before we jump into today's kind of subject and conversation, what uh, what have been some of your, you know, as we've been studying this, what have been some of your major sort of takeaways? What's what's spoken to you the most profoundly uh, as we've been studying the well, book of Revelation? I, I love, I don't know which week it was, but you said that, you know, Revelation shows you who you really are. Hmm. Like I had never thought about the book of Revelation showing me anything about myself. Right. It was all about details and future events yeah. and past events and whatever and churches in Asia and so on. Right. Um, it was a reference book. I hadn't seen it as a book that was going to tell me something yeah. about me. Wow. And what I've enjoyed is seeing my own part in the unfolding epic of God. Right. With creation mm-hmm. and seeing that I have a part to yep. play in that, that I, mm-hmm. I'm living in the midst of it and contributing or taking away from it, yeah. one mm-hmm. or the other. Yep. So that unveiling of my role in the process has been really helpful. Yeah, I mean, that it's got something to say to you. Uh, I think one of the primary things we've been figuring out as we've been reading this and studying it is like it's a real maybe even trick of the enemy that's caused us to take this book as this is – this book is mostly for someone else at some other time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And really isn't for me right now. Or mm-hmm. at most, it's so that I can have a heads up mm-hmm. on things yeah. that may happen in the future that I might have to live through or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I'm sort of removed from it. Yeah. 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 I'm watching it. And instead, it's a lens. It's a lens that God's given us to see mm-hmm. a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, maybe we'll get into this, but one of the issues is. You know, I mean, with with the be- what's that old quote like the devil's the devil's best lies are ninety nine percent true. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of half truths in our interpretation of how we've mm-hmm. taken the book of Revelation, but we've 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 run it the whole wrong way down the down the highway kind yeah. of thing. Right. And you know, beginning it's it's been so refreshing to at least say, hey, let's let this say something to us right yeah. now. What is God trying to reveal mm-hmm. about Jesus? I mean, that's really what yep. the it's the apocalypse right. of Christ, right? It's, Who is yeah. the same today, like yeah. yesterday, today, forever, right? Yeah, yeah. And True. and then ultimately, what's it? What's it? What's that revelation saying about you know the the who we are, the world we live in, and mm-hmm. and yeah, of course, things to come as well. It's all there. Yeah, yep. but it's interesting how we've kind of made it this. It's this kind of like. You know, almost like a book that you'd see Nicolas Cage finding in National Treasure, right. and he's uncovering it <laughs> totally. and dusting it off. Yeah, he's like, yeah. "I found the secret knowledge that's gonna save the day." And like, it's like, no, I think it was actually, it's more than that. Yeah, I think that's the shame. It's like it's it's much more than just something about a future event, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what's 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 speaking to you, Ant? I I th- let me just. I think it's more of a general. Um, like I had this. I've had a um, probably in the last three or four years have had my own sort of journey through Rev- with Revelation, and I think one of the biggest uh, kind of aha moments was when it was presented to me. And I, I'll, I'll get to just where we are right now, but one of the biggest aha moments was the actual point of like, okay, sixty six books in the Bible, sixty five of them are you know in at least in our consciousness rooted in love and then you have one this one at the end that's rooted in fear and Mm. i was like i was like presented with this i don't know a few let's let's say a few years ago and it really challenged me it really made me think that 
okay, maybe I'm actually looking at this all wrong. If I actually get fear out of reading reading the book of Revelation, then maybe I'm looking at it wrong. And specifically, I mean, the, the beginning, the first, what, four or five chapters, and then the last at the end, we, okay, great. That's, we can sort of wrap our minds around. But the stuff in the middle was the stuff that I really had to wrestle with. And in, I don't think we've had any huge conversations about this, about Revelation, but to see you come out with that, that very thing, right? This is actually, there's almost, like if you will just put aside all the, the tradition and all of that stuff that maybe may or may not be, which we'll get into, uh, but allow the Lord to speak to you and allow Jesus to be unveiled, it really dismantles the fear. And that's the right. that's been the neat, uh, you know, the the neat surprise out of this whole thing is yeah. this the big theme is like, let this dismantle the fear uh, that listen and to be honest, like growing up in the eighties, growing up in like it's totally thief in the night, left behind territory, right? And knowing and being a kid in those in those in that time, definitely there was a seed of fear planted in me that's been with me up until, you know, until right. a few years ago. Right. So I would just say that it's been this neat surprise that like, and again, this isn't, we haven't sort of, you know, dialogued and debated on this, but just the way that from, from what the Lord showed you about, you know, in the teaching and then in the, in the, in the messages that it's actually been a place of like, it's an unveiling of Jesus. It's unveiling of love and his plan and how good he is and not, rooted in fear yeah. and that, I've loved that so much yeah and like I think and you said like Jesus doesn't change you know the Bible the Bible it says it says in Timothy you know that God has not given us a spirit of fear mm-hmm. but but power love and a sound mind yeah like so why is it that with this one is either this this uh, book has no place in the Bible yeah because it doesn't really line up Right, really, with the heart of God expressed through Jesus and through the other New Testament letters, mm-hmm. or maybe we're misinterpreting it. Right, which come to find out, there's a lot of room. Really, it is tricky. Like, let's just for let's sure just be is. fair. Like, it's not something that us in our 21st century, predominantly English, you yeah. know, mind can just sit down and just just grab. And it does yeah. take some study and some 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 research. So, yeah. you know. This past week, kind of, kind of turned. We kind of shifted into when I when I preached last weekend. We kind of shifted into the Great Tribulation, and really right. up to this point, everyone's been able to kind of, kind of roll with the, oh, you get the letters to the seven churches, yeah. and you know that's great. And there's a picture in Revelation four of the throne, right. and then in Revelation five, yeah. we see some the lamb. maybe a few warnings thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, but nothing immediate. Right, right. Like, this is happening right now. Yeah, it's. Yeah. If you don't correct this, then I will take action, but yeah. nothing super scary in that. So mm-hmm. so it turns though into chapter 6 where this is where you know if if we don't do some work, you I I understand how it's been taken and received a certain way right. and how the interpretation has caused fear or speculation. Yep. Um but just to catch everybody up maybe who's listening to the pod um, here, my, my big takeaway, and this isn't just, um, you know, it's not just me and my Holy Bible, you know, like based on, based on fairly significant reading and research mm-hmm. and consulting people that are smarter than me, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I've landed on, here's my, my, my basic take. I have a lot of questions still about the book of Revelation. There are indeed some fearsome things in there. Yeah. Like, let's just be yeah. real. There's not, it's yeah. not that there's not cause for concern when right. you read the book. And, right. it's, and there are also some future things in there as well. Like, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not that it's not future. It's not that there's not right. freaky things. It's but we've got to couch it in its original purpose and what and what it's really trying to do and Correct. it goes back to the title the the apocalypse of jesus is trying to show jesus and right. it's trying to yeah. give us a truth and so we kind of we kind of scaled up to revelation 4 and 5 which that is the the you know the backbone of the whole book mm-hmm. the whole book is you know like like whatever you know I, you know here's a book you know whatever what's the What's this piece, the you know, spine. the spine, yeah. you know, like that, this book is, is, is held together. Yeah. The whole imagery is held together by that picture in revelation yeah. five of, it says, then I saw when I looked at the throne, I, you know, mm. said, don't weep. Basically right. the line of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and then I turned and I saw yeah. a lamb looking as if he'd been slain. Yeah. And it's a picture and a reference mm-hmm. to the gospel. Yeah. It's yeah, a reference totally. to what Jesus has done. And how Jesus has triumphed, mm. but he didn't do it in a vengeful, yes, that's right. uh, violent way. In fact, he took vengeance on, uh, he took it on himself. Right. He took the mm-hmm. wrath of God on himself. He took the violence of humanity on mm-hmm. himself and has yep. triumphed through sacrificial death and resurrection. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. that that's the, that's when, when John says, I had a glimpse of the ultimate picture of the, what's at the center of the universe. Right. It's God on the throne expressing himself as a god of sacrificial love mm-hmm. and resurrection power. Yep. Yeah. And that's what's on the throne. And so like that image has to be the like that, that's the whole point of the book is yep. is check this out. The whole point yep. like the the big takeaway of the book is there is a lamb on the throne. Yeah. yeah. And and everything else that that rolls from there is couched in that picture yep. Yep. of the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, the first Christians would have would have grabbed that and be like, oh, yeah, he's talking about the gospel. Yeah. Right. And then when it rolls into this imagery that we get in chapter six, again, it's all couched in this is who God is and this is how he's triumphing. And yep. this is how he chose to bring his kingdom yep. come on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's through this, through mm-hmm. the lamb. Mm-hmm. And so last week I started into the the concept of the great tribulation which you know you you run revelation 6 through 19 basically Mm -hmm. where a lot of wild imagery and sequence of events happen you know i'd encourage you if you want to do your own study on kind of getting the best one of the better synopsis i've seen of the book of revelations the bible project guys those guys are fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah i love them yeah yeah but they've they've done a really good easy to understand it's animated too so you can kind of see it but like they're the Bible, the Bible Project guys have a great synopsis on yep. like the whole scope and arch of Revelation. But mm. right. we get into some crazy scenery, yep. right, in in chapter six. And so let me just the my my premise was before we start dealing with this on a micro scale, yep. let's make sure we have this like the macro message here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what do we do with with the judgment? What do we do with the great tribulation? How do we understand yep. that? And my point, my message was. We understand it through the lens of the lamb, right? That the, yes, these things are happening and mm-hmm. they, there's, and I talked about, there's utility to it and there's a purpose that God will, God will, the, these, these hardships 
can do and will happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But God is using them to rid. And so I had a bit of a tongue in cheek title of my sermon called Get Get the Hell Out of Here. Right. Which basically is the ultimate purpose of the book of Revelation is the extraction of the reality of hell. Yeah. And and that in the end, you see this picture of new heaven and new earth, new creation kind of merging together through the return of Christ, the mm-hmm. same lamb that's on the throne. The, he didn't change. He's still uh, the, the lamb, the all knowing, all powerful lamb. Right. And he comes and the, the, the end picture is, again, of the new heaven, and new earth, new earth. And my 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 big point was, you know, God at no point changed throughout the book of Revelation. Right. The door's still open. Yep. And, you know, yep. I talked about how he is the door to salvation. His invitation was always come to me and receive mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, he, do, he didn't one day wake up and say, fine. You know, it was like I used the C.S. Lewis quote about, you know, all who, all who are in hell in the end have themselves chosen it. Like right. that God has done everything he can mm-hmm. to make a way for you to experience eternal life. And um, if you, if, if you, want to understand hell it's not because god just ran out of patience mm-hmm. it's because it's because people have made their decision basically right, right. so yeah. anyway that's 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 sort of a flyover but as you can imagine uh with the book of revelation and with some of the topics we hit in that message i've had a little bit of feedback right I've okay had, some questions just a little bit. i've had some questions yeah. i've had some texts i've had some uh direct messages and so i thought you know what like let's 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 crack this conversation open mm, and yeah. get into some of the nuance yeah um because that's that's one of the big challenges of the book of revelation is there's it does take interpretation and it does take some nuance and and i think if we can do some conversation that'll hopefully help continue to to firm up like the the big picture yeah. then maybe we can we can sort of deal with some of the more micro micro things yeah, can so we, yeah. can we can we hit on something Go first and i think i think this is going to be important to hopefully shape the rest of our conversation but i think it i think we need to at least address a little bit of the elephant in the room of how um what what your own what our own responsibility is to do our own to do our own digging in mm. on on revelation and this is not it's general. just the bible in general right mm-hmm. is what's what's the what's the onus on the individual to actually dig in with the lord to actually do the research see where he is actually read the read the read the word with with the lord with the holy spirit and actually see what it is right because i think I think there's a there's a mistake and a bit of a trap that we fall into is that we hear voices, ours included, right? We hear other voices and we hear, uh, you know, there's varied interpret. Like let's let's be honest, like there's this whole thing about pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. That's just a, a small part of that. But we, you know, when, when's the rapture? Where where is it? You know, turns out there are things where it's you know there are linkages that are made that aren't maybe not as solid as you think they are. Right. And why do you think those linkages are there? Did they just, did you just hear them from somebody? Did you hear them from respected voices? How do you know? Like, it's just, I think this is just the, the idea is like, as we dive into this, I think people need to, I think people need to realize I need to know this for myself. Mm. I need to dig into this for myself. If I really want to know, and I can't just trust other voices, ours included, 
in this whole thing. Like there's, there's, there are things we're going to talk about. We may be right. We may be wrong. And just, but we're, but this is where we are right now in, in our lens of how we're viewing this. And so, but the ultimate authority is obviously the word. The ultimate is authority is the Holy Spirit teaching who was promised to guide us into all truth, right? So to read the word with the Lord and chew this out, to work this out with fear and trembling mm-hmm. and yeah. to actually, but, but mm-hmm. to, to have a knee jerk reaction of fear is actually counterintuitive of this. Well, this goes against everything that I ever heard as a, as a, as a child. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is maybe it does, maybe it does. And, yeah. and also to hold it in such a loose way that actually our, the interpretation of revelation has in the scope of 2000 years has actually changed a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And even mm-hmm. the most recent sort of thinking on that, even of the last 50 to 70 years has actually, or maybe it's longer than that, but just a recent century or so has actually been maybe different than what's been thought of in the previous 1900 years. Yeah. The, right. the, a lot of the, we'll jump into rapture and all that kind of conversation yeah. here in a minute, but like a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is new. Yeah. Like a lot of, like, sure. like the left behind series and stuff that doesn't exist 180 years ago. Right. Yeah. Like before, like the 1840s, like yeah. none of that, none of that was even a thing. So it's really important though, what you say about this idea of, you know, we need, we need to, you know, we need to just, just because something challenges us doesn't mean that it's wrong. In Correct. fact, um, you know, the it reality, even makes us uncomfortable. Well, in yeah, that challenge. I, I made a statement and I just said the, 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 the there is no rapture in revelation. Mm-hmm. Like the book of revelation. I said, you look in it, you find it and you let me know. Like the word rapture actually isn't in the Bible. So right. let's, let's just, we'll, we'll throw that out yes. there and I'll come back to it. But right. Right. We, we will talk about what the rapture is and that there's, there's, I think there is a, a place for that conversation and a place for that in our eschatology or our theology. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, to your point, mm. you know, I said, there's no, there's no rapture in the book of revelation. I didn't say there was no rapture. Yep. I just said, there's no rapture in the book of revelation. That's not the purpose. Yep. Right. And I think we just get things all balled up in this sort of, mm-hmm mess of what I've heard, what I've seen, what I grew up hearing, yeah. what, what Hollywood had to say and, yeah. and in actuality. And that's not just the book of revelation. That's what the Christian faith in general right. is. Yes. You know, people need to, and we've been talking a lot about this whole, I feel, I feel like one of the things God's doing in the church right now, especially in the church in the West is like calling people to actual maturity. Yes. And mm-hmm. part of that means like, like studying and learning this stuff, you know, yes. So I think we we talked about on Wednesday, we were having a discussion. I was like, you know, if you get into anything, I, I talked about when I started fly fishing a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I actually, if I'm going to be a fly fisherman, I'm going to actually have to learn some stuff. I'm going to yeah. have to learn a few things. And I still don't know a whole lot, but I've learned things to, to actually do that. And it's interesting, though, in, in Christianity, you almost just inherit this belief system that you've actually done no, no work right. to, yep. to interpret or dismantle and then assemble Mm -hmm. you know and i it's that's a real interesting point though you make anthony Mm -hmm. about just the need for people to right press in and dig in Mm -hmm. dig in themselves yeah and the in the reality i i might find out that there's something in there that i'm wrong about if i actually go into reading the scripture with the holy spirit i might find out i'm actually wrong and have to adjust Mm mm-hmm that's scary for people for sure and they feel like well does that mean i'm not saved 
Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're not saved. Yeah. Like, the, I know. like God I know. wants you to understand. He wants yeah. you to keep pursuing. We're never going to fully plunge the depths of the mystery yep. of what eternal life is. Right. Correct. And we're going to be exploring that probably for eternity. Yeah. Hey, eternal life for eternity. There you yeah. go. Um, but people are very afraid of being wrong because wrong equals you're out. Correct? Right. And yeah. we just need to understand, like, the enemy really uses that. Totally. With yeah. people um, that God is angry with you for not knowing something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he. There isn't fear in that. I know. Like, well, and and this conversation gets rooted right in that word you just said about about knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's there's roots of something called Gnosticism. Yeah. That's that's really comes comes down to not Gnostic, which is knowledge, comes down to having a secret knowledge. This isn't Christianity, by the way, but it's plagued Christianity since the letters since the days of Paul, mm-hmm. having some secret knowledge that if you know that thing, then you're gonna you're you know, you're going to leave the material world. And you're going to go off into the immaterial yes. world, and that you're going to you're going to be in heaven in this kind of disembodied. Right. That's really what all that's rooted in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we can come we can come back to that um, yeah. in this discussion. But you know, it's just so important that you know, not only what you said there, but another thing the enemy does is he wants to take he wants us to get the majors and the minors mixed up. Mm-hmm. And he wants mm-hmm. us to he wants us to at the expense of getting the main thing missed. He right. wants us to to look at the things that aren't really a main thing, like mm-hmm. like whether we're post trib or pre trib, whether the rapture happens here or there or what that even means. That's actually not as primary as fundamentally. Who do you think Jesus is? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right. and yeah. like that's that's the big question we have to answer. And so and and. I think with with some of the tension that people feel immediately when we start talking about things like when I said when I make a statement about I said two things that rub rub some people maybe the wrong way mm-hmm. uh, because of their understanding of the book of Revelation. I said there's no rapture in the book of Revelation. Like there's no word rapture. You find it. Mm. And there's actually not any clarity on. You know, I've seen people try to say, well, Revelation 5 so shows the church, and Revelation 7 shows, like, the 144,000, and right. that's... that's yeah. I think that's reaching. Yeah. I don't think the purpose of the book of Revelation is yeah. to show us the rapture. Yeah. Right. Um, and we'll talk... Again, we'll talk about that where we get that in First Thessalonians, mm-hmm. John 14, John 20... Matthew 23 and 24. Yeah. Great. We'll get to that. Right. But, like, it's interesting to me when I say a statement like, there's no rapture in the book of Revelation, and when I said that the door to heaven is always open... People immediately begin to defend their theology, yeah. right? And my question would be, well, do question question what you're defending, yeah? Because mm-hmm. do you fundamentally believe that there is a Lamb on the throne mm-hmm. who has opened the door to heaven, or is or can you unfinish the work of Jesus, right? right. Like, can mm-hmm. you like so? Does he close the door? And then people immediately jump to, well, well, do you do you not believe that any, anybody's going to be in heaven? You know, I had some people like think I'm a you universalist mean, because, mean, because, in hell. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Do you think that everyone's going to be in heaven? Are you a universalist? And abs- I'm absolutely not a universalist. Right, right. But I fundamentally believe that that God's disposition towards creation is for it, mm-hmm. not against it. It's for life, not death. He made hell for to to put death. Like actually, you read yeah. Revelation, he puts. Hell, death, sin, and Satan in the lake of fire. Right. 
Yes. But the, the point of that is he's doing away with it yes. right. and bringing new creation. So it's just interesting, though, like how coiled up we get yep. defending something yep. that would actually go against what yep. you say you believe about who Jesus yep. is. Yeah, I want to I want to step on a on a, on a toe and just to, to highlight just a, just one one so, simple way and highlight maybe a dysfunctional lens, right? Like and it, and it goes back to even just what we were talking about about the fear rooted rooted in fear. Like first on 48 there or 4:18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Right? Because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Like I want to say, I'm not saying it. It's in the in the word. If my reaction, if my if my even if it's fear of the unknown, fear of the future, I'm not like right there. Fear of the unknown, which is okay because it's confusing. But if it's rooted, my my reaction is fear. The fruit of me considering the book of Revelation inspires fear in me. Right, right there, I'm not rooted in love, and right there, I'm actually outside of the reality of heaven, the reality of love, the reality of God right there. If I'm rooted in fear, if my response is fear, it's already, it's not like it's the end of the world, although it could be if you let it on, if you leave it unchecked, but it's an opportunity and an invitation to deal with that and say, Lord, why am I reacting in fear when I know that you are love and that my my reaction to the book of Revelation should be actually something of joy, something rooted and grounded in love. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, I just want to just to say, like, if our, if our response to that, I want to challenge our response to the book of revelation, that if it is actually, we we respond in a fearful way, even if it's fear of the unknown, it's actually not in alignment with who God is. Yeah. You, I think one of the questions I asked at the end was like, yeah, if, if revelation causes you anxiety and concern or tribulation, even not just not just tribulation that we see in the book of Revelation, but the tribulation that you're going through right now mm-hmm. in your own life, if it's causing you an, uh, a deep-seated fear, ang- anxiety, unrest, then your vision of the lamb on the throne is inaccurate and Correct. too small. Yeah. Right? Like right. that's ultimately why that's there is to say mm-hmm. this is everything. Yeah. This is everything. This is our hope. This is This is why this is all good news, right? Like this yeah. is why you see the, the, the four living creatures. They're the ones that say, come to, mm-hmm. to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like bring it, do yep. flesh out your purposes, God, cause mm-hmm. they're going to be good. You know, like all, this is why we can read revelation with expectation and yes. excitement. No, because we know the lamb. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. We know what he's about. And so, you know, I, I got some really, some good questions from people. Good. Um, you know, uh, is Mike Miller asks, is Elon Musk the Antichrist? Um, uh, Mike Campbell says, I've been told the rapture is coming. And is it true or is it just for certain denominations? So, like, there's a lot of, a lot of yeah. co- questions and confusion. Right. Is the mark of the beast literal, figurative? Is it a system we subscribe to? So it's, it's interesting to me just the, the mm-hmm. revelation is like, radioactive it is the book like there's yeah. just like there's such uh yep. just a explosiveness connected yep. to it mm-hmm. to- totally and it, and again i'm i'm trying not to beat a dead horse but like specifically with the mark of the beast yeah. tell me how much fear has been rooted around that just that concept what is the mark of the beast will i take the mark of the yeah. beast and not know it yeah what happens to me if i like what what will god say if i accidentally take the mark of the beast Right. Is it a chip or is it not like, mm-hmm. again, this and whole me, thing, like it's just, mm-hmm. 
my theology of the mark of the beast was not birthed in sitting down like with a conversation like you guys and somebody opening the scripture and yeah. saying, here's where it says, um, you know, and the number is 666. Like, I, I've yeah. never had somebody actually, that wasn't given to me in the context of Bible, of Bible study within the body of Christ. It was given to me yes. in some, I, I picked that up yeah. through some cultural stream, you right. know, the same right. with my idea of hell. Like my, yeah. my idea of hell began in at all of that Wesleyan church um, mm. with, I mean, good intended, good intended uh, people, you know, putting up, putting a play on called heaven's gates and hell's flames. Uh, my, my initial interpretation of hell was seeing my dad acting <laughs> yes. and being pulled off to hell Yep, right. and thinking, well, I don't want anything to do with that. Yep. And so yep. there, my theology, literally my mm. theology was um, how can this is, let me wrap it all up for the first 25 years of my life, my theology was the object of the game is believe in Jesus so that I don't go to hell and I go to heaven. Right. right. Yep. Right. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Yep. Yep. That's the big picture. The big yeah. picture is Jesus came and died for my sins so that I could go to heaven when I die mm -hmm. and not go to hell. Right. That's and, the gospel. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you know what's funny is um, I knew that I would be incredibly uncomfortable in hell. I mean, right. That's an understatement of the century. Yeah, yeah. But in a funny way, I felt almost as uncomfortable about heaven. Totally. Mm. Like heaven felt like it's well, the lesser I, of two. Evils. I know it's going to be amazing, but I don't relate to it at all. Right. Mm. It seems completely out of reality to me. Uh huh. And I, it, it's been a relief for me over the past say twenty years to dig in and find out that heaven is more earthy than what we thought yes and but you got to read the whole bible to get that yeah, you can't just read certain sections yeah. of the new testament yeah. and understand what heaven is totally really it's heaven's been perfect yeah and i mean it's been on god's agenda and heart from before anything ever was even created so we're talking the timeline on this is huge like people mm. get the idea that we're only really dealing with the last two thousand years before that you know yep. anybody seeking god was clueless mm. which is a foolish approach mm -hmm. to understanding the gospel mm -hmm. uh you know i love how the whole unfolding of the gospel was according to the scriptures right mm -hmm. and according to the scriptures doesn't mean starting with matthew right it right. means according to the genesis scriptures. yeah exodus yeah like god's yes. been unfolding yeah. this forever jesus brought clarity to the whole thing and fulfillment yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. he's he's the spine of the book right yeah, yeah. like it all climaxes with jesus yeah and mm -hmm. he is the full revelation. So, hey, stick yeah. to that. Yeah. But just back to this thing of heaven being something I wasn't completely excited about yeah. going to heaven. Yeah. You know, but not yet, God. Like, yes, right. heaven. Right. Yeah. But I'd like to actually enjoy myself first. Yes. Which is, hey, we just might as well come clean on it. Right. That, that's such a silly human reaction. It sure is. It, it short sells the goodness and brilliance of God. Yeah. To if God, if you believe God made this, if He's brilliant enough to make the best parts about life, yes. you know, love, joy, yeah. fulfillment, yeah. and then He says, "What I'm going to do, I'll, I'm, I'm actually working towards building a perfect mm -hmm. creation yeah. where there's mm -hmm. no death. The, all yeah. the things we hate about this have been yeah. rooted okay. away." I, he, he, this was major for me. I believe. So this is Dan Lamus. Cult 101 here. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that God actually loves creation more than I do. Totally. Right. Yeah. And, and he 
is not regretful that he has created earth. Mm. He's not saying, I can't wait to do away with that place. Right. That yeah, has yeah. been a thorn in my side yeah. forever. I can't wait to deal with earth. Yeah. He's actually making a new one. Yeah. He likes, he loves earth so much. Mm. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's just make it amazing. Let's yeah. fix it. Yeah. And so I've been confronted over these decades of, wow, God, help me to love earth the way you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've found in the middle of that, I get angry about some things because I'm hoping God torches some stuff that he's like, I'm not really interested in, in destroying yeah. that. Mm. I'm recreating it. Yeah. I'm restoring. I, yeah. If you don't like being human, mm. well, that's a problem. Right. Because I actually really enjoy you being human. Yeah. Right. Like some of those things that we imagine, well, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be everything God wants me to be for eternity, I certainly won't be human. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we just got this screwed up idea. Some of it comes from Gnosticism yeah. and other kind of philosophies at the time. Yeah. But we've really let that dictate to us instead of looking at the whole of Scripture and yeah. let that tell us yeah. what this is really about. Mm-hmm. So we need you know? to, when we're, when, we're, when we're cracking into this, and this is why the book of Revelation really, it, it, that's why four, chapter 4 and 5 are so paramount is because it's like, okay, this is the starting, the starting point is, you know, what do you think is true about God? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so so we see the gospel. We mm-hmm. see okay, God's you know God does not turn a blind eye on sin. Like look, like see the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like God God cares deeply about sin and what it's doing mm-hmm. to His creation. So yep. much so that he he he's dealing with it and dealt with it in the person of mm-hmm. Jesus. So yep. Right. Yep. again, we see the gospel. What is true about God? Like before we get unpacking the book of Revelation, we have to get a revelation of Christ. Yes, it has to be theological first. Right. Right. Like we've. Yes, what do you believe is good. true yep. about about Jesus, about who God is, right. and what his desire for us mm-hmm. and for the universe is? Right. These are big, like, universal questions we have to deal with. Yeah. And it's interesting that we've formed these kind of ra- like rapture theology or mm-hmm. pre-trib, post-trib, you know, is the mark of the beast, who's the antichrist? We're, yeah. we're, we're dissecting all these things. And the devil loves that we're not talking about, yeah, but who is Jesus and what's he trying to do in the world? Right. And, you know, like if, we, if yeah. he can get us off, and that's what I said, and one of the times I preached it last week, I preached it three times. One of the times I said, like, the enemy just wants us to miss the forest for the trees and start mm-hmm. examining things that you miss the whole picture mm-hmm. of what God is trying yeah. to paint. And so we've got to frame this in theology, right, before mm-hmm. we get into eschatology which mm-hmm. is the conversation surrounding how you think this thing's going to all end up right because right. yep. those two things yep. are connected mm-hmm. and if you think that you know if you don't see god through the lens of the gospel then it then it's very easy to start thinking about you know well maybe god's just going to destroy everything and he's going to whisk us away mm-hmm. but if you take the gospel seriously like what is the gospel did mm-hmm. jesus it's not the you know the gospel of sin management so that I can go to heaven. Correct. Right? Like Jesus didn't die just to take away your sins so you go to heaven someday. Right. Read the message he brought. Jesus said, like, repent. The kingdom is at hand. Mm-hmm. The kingdom is coming and has come through me. Yeah. I'm, I've come to declare the year of the Lord's favor. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you know, this is fulfilled in your hearing. Yeah. yeah. He, and, and, if, and if God is doing miracles and healing people in your midst, then the kingdom has come. Right. right. It's a sign that, like here, like that. here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then he prays the Lord's Prayer. I mean, I just did eight or nine weeks on this in my, my blog. You know, the Lord's Prayer, the heart of it is 
thy kingdom come, yes. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, I, you know, spoiler for those of you who are going to get the Monday Minute, like, Jesus ultimately is the fulfillment of that prayer. Mm -hmm. right. He is the invasion, like the, 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 you know, Jesus is the D-Day landing and the victory of the war coming from heaven to earth and taking, yeah. taking stolen space back to the dominion of God. Yeah. That's really what the gospel is. It's much mm -hmm. bigger than he just died for your sins. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's no... He died to bring life to it to a dead and dying and co-opted creation, mm -hmm. right? And of which we are the the pinnacle of that creation. Is that so? Yep. Yeah, totally. So that's the gospel. And then yep. if you start saying, well, Revelation's ultimately about where God's going to going to rapture us away in the sky, and then we're going to go off to heaven, and He's going to destroy everything. Yeah, that kind of goes against the grain of everything jesus said as far as his desire in the gospel exactly it's so antithetical to his prayer like the most famous prayer in all of the bible on you know thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven like it actually is it's so counterintuitive like that we actually like but yet somehow we create this disconnect or we have this disconnect to how this is all going to play out right is he going to destroy everything well that's actually that's actually how do you hold those things how do you look at those things? Is Jesus' prayer going to be answered or not? Right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be right. done. So you want to better believe, again, like this is just like the John 17 prayer. You want to better believe if Jesus is praying a prayer that is going to be answered right. in its fullness. Right? And yes. so so you say, you say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there's a fullness to that. It is in this moment, but there's also... There's also a scale and a scope and a, and a completion to that prayer. How is that going to play out? Well, it certainly doesn't play out in the destruction of all things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's just like the two, the two, um, the two uh, paradigms are incongruent. Yeah. So I guess it's because here's the, here's where this gets tricky. Mm. Like we can talk about the rapture. Like there is a, like there's a reason that the, that idea yeah. was developed and we'll, we'll unpack that. Yes. And we can talk about destruction and tribulation mm -hmm. and wrath because those things are real as well. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, it's interesting to me though, when I, when I tried to last week in my message, like, Hey, like, here's the main thing. Mm -hmm. The main thing is that the gospel, like Jesus is on the throne. Yes. And that his his will will be done, and his will is ultimately read the end of the book, Revelation twenty one. Mm. It's it's I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the old the old things had passed away. He'd done away with sin, done away with death, mm -hmm. done away with Satan, hell. It's all gone, mm -hmm. and it's the new creation in its in its fullness. You know, I was trying to establish that mm. that picture before we get into let's let's break down you know, the tribulation and how all this works. But it, I think it's evidence of the fact that we've gotten, we've gotten our theology a little bit, a little bit twisted, yep. you know? So, but let's, let's talk about like, if, if we can keep that front and center though, like right. the whole, the whole idea that in the end, there is a lamb on the throne, all powerful, all knowing lamb on the throne, the gospel, mm -hmm. that's the statement of the gospel and that the the last picture is the new heaven and the new earth, new creation. Mm -hmm. right. So we've got to confront Gnostic, escapist mentality and mm -hmm. theology. 
that's the most important thing I was trying to I was trying to really nail mm-hmm. is like this isn't this isn't about you knowing a certain saying a certain prayer and then going mm-hmm. off to heaven happily ever after. No, yes. it's about allowing the, the the rule and reign of the Lamb to invade your life now, even mm-hmm. and to begin to see the gradual takeover of the new heaven and the new earth, even now. Now, ultimately, there is an ultimate. Uh, there will be a day, and we'll and we'll get to that. Let's talk. To, let's talk rapture. Let's talk all that stuff. There will be a moment where, like, I do believe the second mm-hmm. coming. Like Jesus was very, very clear. Yeah. Like yes. I will return. Yeah. I'm coming back. Yes. yes, you will see him coming back the way that you saw him. Yeah, Correct. yeah. Yep. So, so that's obviously a thing. Yes, but it's like we made. We made that like so. He's coming back to take us out again. Right, so right. like, so is there a yep. third coming or like yep. how does this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. we, yep. we really we really get it twisted there. So like, let's let's talk about the rapture for a minute. Mm. Okay. So uh, let go me ahead. let me let me start start with this. Is that maybe we can we can unpack this a little bit? But I actually like just in looking, I did a you know some reading and some research into. Uh, into this, and I, I would just like to challenge the idea and the paradigm of the second coming and linking that with escape, right? And I just don't see it. I know that he's coming. I know that we'll meet him in the air. Maybe that's where people get that. But then again, okay, so we meet him in the air, right? So again, how does that also mean escape? Like, because it doesn't say what will happen after we meet him in the air, like other than we'll be with him forever. But we all also know that he's coming back to earth. Right. So so how do you how do you marry the two um, ideas of the second coming? And is it is it is it reasonable and biblical to to marry that with escape or the establishment of his rule and reign? Is God interested in escape in in us escaping Mm -hmm. or is he interested in us in his kingdom being fully established on earth as it is in heaven? Right. And and then immediately, though, people people are still I'm, I'm sure like listeners even are like, well, yeah, but what about? OK, so when the tribulation happens, do we mm-hmm. are we here for that or not? And like, mm-hmm. OK, we'll, we'll get to that. But what do you, what the primary the primary thing is, how do you how do you see the end? And we've got to work back from that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we place like tribulation as more ultimate than the ultimate goal. We're we're gonna we're gonna start going off into the weeds. Right. So we have to be anchored in the gospel. We have to be anchored in what the ultimate purpose of the gospel is, yes. and that is the restoration and reconciliation of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's that's the most important part. So that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that there's no such thing as sin mm-hmm. or punishment or death. That's like right. I, like I had people thinking I'm I'm a universalist all of a sudden because yeah. I said that the door to heaven's always open. And like God didn't shut his grace off, mm-hmm. you know, when I use that C.S. Lewis quote, yeah. like, no, I'm not a universalist. And if you read mm-hmm. what Jesus says, he, like there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, yep. implying that there will be those who missed the boat. Yep. There will be those who who did not take his invitation. Right. And but, you know, the, the so I'm not I'm not a universalist. But again, it's just like we're we're, we're getting the cart before the horse on yep. a lot of these conversations. And it's yep. really steering us in the bad, yep. in a bad direction. Right. So I, I don't know I don't know how clear I'm being even with our conversation. Well, like, I, I can that, see how someone like, listening would be like uh, I don't know what you're talking. I about. I know, but does does the Bible say does not does the Bible not say the Bible itself does not say that the gates are always open? 
Yeah, it does. So it's not Brent Ingersoll saying that. No, it's right? it's in Revelation twenty one, yeah, and there totally. will be and the, the door the door will never be shut. I know. For there is no night there. Right. And that, but it also says, and no one wicked will ever enter. Right. Which which tells us there are wicked people. Correct. And for whatever reason, they're not coming in. Correct. So so and we think and how that plays out, how how the minutia and the details around how that plays out, we think we know. Yeah, and and and, and honestly, there's maybe. And this, this, so let's, let's start edging into the secondary conversation. Sure. As long as we know that these things are secondary, mm-hmm. we, can, we can free ourselves out to speculate as long as it doesn't start to make us change our theology. Right. We, hold, we, we hold it like this. We not, have to. Not like this. Like rapture, pre-trib, post-trib, yep. all that stuff. Like yep. these things matter, and I'm yep. not saying they don't. And, mm-hmm. I, and they're helpful, actually. Yep. Like they're, they're, they're very helpful. Yeah. But they're harmful if we get that out in front of yep. who do you think Jesus is? Why did he yep. die? And yes. what's he coming to do again? Yep. Like, and if you mess those right. up, I'll- like hold the second coming like this, hold, hold who Jesus is like this, hold the details and, the, how- and, and how that's going to play out in, in yeah. time, in yeah. the, in the, in, in history, yeah. how that's going to. How that's going to play out in history? Hold it like that, because yeah. nobody knows. Yeah. So, and that's and that's really why Jesus gave us, like that's one of the re- real like, like why Jesus came embodied, like to give us like right. okay, here's what I'm like, mm-hmm. here's what God is like, here's yeah. what I've come to do. Like He gives us that with clarity, so that we can take a hold of that and mm-hmm. never let go. And then when it comes to these conversations about okay, what do, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. What does it mean when it says the mark of the beast? What does it mean when it says these four riders, the apocalypse, yeah. and all that? Like, yeah, it's it's there for a reason. It's there to help us. It's there to, but again, is it there to back to the bigger question? Is it is, is all of a sudden God's intent to cause fear, or is it to give us strength, grace, and peace? Right. Like, what's right. the purpose? And if if the result of me reading Revelation 6 through 19 causes anxiety, angst, and all of a sudden starts producing fruit in my life that isn't kingdom fruit, then there mm-hmm. might be a problem with my interpretation right. and it might be affecting my theology. Right. You know, so I, 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 yep. I feel like there's probably people listening like, yeah, okay, shut up already. What do you, what's the rapture? <laughs> but like, again, like yeah. I just can't yeah. zip past the fact that the, the main thing, it has to be the main thing. And that mm. is form your life around a vision of the lamb, a vision of Jesus yeah. who died for your sins, meaning died for not just your transgressions, yeah. but the sickness and the death that is inside of you, both spiritual and physiological. Yeah. Like he died so that we could experience eternal life. We're talking mm-hmm. new bodies and new minds, new create, like mm-hmm. form that form your life around a vision of the lamb. Yeah that is so ultimate mm. and that is a- absolutely currently beginning his restoration process. It's not just something that's coming. It's something that's happening yes, right now. Absolutely. Right. And yes, it will come ultimately, but it's not like we're just supposed to wait around and twiddle our thumbs. No, I like know. the kingdom is coming and will come fully, but it's, yep. it's unfolding. That's the job of the church. Yeah. And I, I think I'm participating. A, yeah, yeah. I made a yeah, comment yeah, of definitely. it. Like if you don't believe that, that Jesus died for the restoration of all things, then it doesn't matter really what you do. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you treat the world. Mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Like, but if you believe that Jesus died to not just like demonstrate his love, but to actually bring a new, like to be the, the new Adam, yep. right. Yep. To yep. where death, where death ruled for at oh, through yeah. one man. Now now life rules. Read Romans five, mm-hmm. Romans six. Life now rules through through the new Adam, through Jesus, mm-hmm. and we all like him through death, 
through identifying with his death in faith, we are now being born again yeah. into a new creation. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gospel. Like, is that's what gives me that makes my hair stand up. Like, that's yeah. this is way bigger than just you did some bad things and Jesus died, mm-hmm. so you're forgiven. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yes. so much bigger than it's that. So like, this bigger. is universal stuff we're yeah. talking about. Where, you know, yeah. a creator made everything and. There was there's brokenness that entered the creation through the dysfunction of the human heart, yep. which God knew was going to happen in the first place. The lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth. He totally. knew he was going to have to win our love and affection to, mm-hmm. for it to be true love. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is such mm-hmm. big stuff we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and yeah. like if you can't couch your everything in that, you have no business talking about yeah. the rapture or any other that right. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I um, it's really helped me out in the last couple of years to begin to understand uh, that that the Bible is the type of book God wanted us to have. Mm-hmm. And you hit this a couple of weeks ago, I think, in one of, uh, one of your teachings about how there's poetry in the Bible. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's uh, some, there's like a, screenplay almost yeah, you know, in the yeah. Bible. There's history in the Bible. There's law in the Bible. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a compilation of all of many different types of writings. Yes, right. And it's the type of book God wanted us to have. All inspired, by the way. Yeah. All, okay. All sure. In, yeah. sure. Yeah. All inspired, but different types of totally. literature. Yep. And it's amazing to me how because uh, I've lived in the church for a long time, and it's amazing to me the license because we get into a group. Mm-hmm. How we give ourselves authority to declare some things imagery and other things literal. Yes. Mm. And once we decide as a group that's what it is, right. Right. then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. God's even on our side. Yeah. We give ourselves lots of license to say, well, that's yeah. obviously literally literal. Yeah. That's obviously not. Mm. We need to approach this very hum in humility. Like yeah. This right. is this is the type of book God wanted us to have, yes. the Bible. And he blesses it. It's inspired. Mm-hmm. And we need to keep digging into it, but yep. not assuming that it's only one style of book. Right. Important. And I want to just hit the this First Thessalonian scripture where Paul talks about uh, Christ uh, coming in the air and us meeting him in the air. Yeah. I think that this is the this is where the rapture yeah this the is rapture the, you know, comes from um, yeah like the for the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel. For the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. I have this memorized, by the way. No, I don't. I'm reading it off my phone. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Well, we've made the jump to, and we're either going to stay in the air or we're going to go away somewhere else. Yes. And... In order to do that, you have to ignore the gospel. <laughs> okay, yeah, the gospel. But you have to you have to ignore yeah. the big picture of yes. the book God wanted us to have mm-hmm. that explains yes. God is restoring all things right. so that He can dwell with all things. Yes, yep. this is He wants heaven on. He yeah. wants heaven to yep. mingle with earth. He wants that together. There is a very good argument which I happen to buy into that this is a picture of the way it would look if a conquering ruler yeah. or uh, a Roman uh, ruler yeah. or general or a Caesar even yeah. would be coming mm-hmm. to move into a city that they had just taken over. Yeah. The, the crowds from the city would go out with joy and meet the incoming Caesar, 
and and come with him and welcome him into their city. Yes. To bring him into this place so he could now rule and dwell among them. So the, you that's you're starting to, to to crack open the rapture conversation and you know but you make a great point about biblical interpretation you, you know the whole bible is is a is interconnected mm-hmm. right and and even the the writers of the letters they're they're connecting it to the context of the scripture right um mm-hmm. the grand story and they're also connecting it to the context of their culture and they're using yes. language of their day mm-hmm. as well and so it's important that we we simply, on a simple level, believe the gospel, like right. the simple gospel. But it's got to be. It's big though. It's not small. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. The big simple gospel. I believe there's a lamb on the throne mm-hmm. who yes. rules forever and ever and ever, and I've given my life to his rule and mm-hmm. reign. And because of that, life is the result in yes. me, through me, forever. Yeah. Um, that's simple. Mm-hmm. Some of the biblical interpretation is not. No, right. It's it's not yes. simple. It's complex, yeah. and and there are things that, you know. And this is not to. I would never discourage someone from just simply sitting down and reading the Bible. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. Yeah. However, it's important that you you kind of seek the counsel of some collective wisdom on how to yeah. interpret. And it, you know, I have made the mistake of drawing conclusions in the Scripture that simply aren't there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That people much smarter than me. Or Christian history has shown me uh, that no, I was wrong in that, and that's not what that meant. It meant, exact, it meant the exact opposite, for instance. So mm-hmm. I would never discourage someone from reading the scripture, and I think it's a, it would be a real tragedy for people to ever feel like, well, I can't just read it and mm-hmm. and receive from it. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. The Holy Spirit will help you, especially when you pray before yeah. before you read the scripture. I think the Holy Spirit will will help illuminate things to mm-hmm. you. But it is super important that we we understand with biblical interpretation that it's connected to the story and it's connected to the culture it was written in. So you make yeah, the point mm-hmm. with the rapture. So the rapture mm-hmm. for those of, for people who have hung with us for the last 45 minutes and are Thank still you, there everyone. and you they are don't gracious people and they don't know, but they don't know what the rapture is. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So the rapture is, uh, this, um, philosophy or this idea that comes, uh, out of a handful of places um, that has been built to be something maybe bigger than it actually is in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the big idea is this, that um, before God winds things up through tribulation ultimately, which the, the book of Revelation really does clearly say that there will be, yes, this means something to us now, but mm-hmm. it's also true someday in yep. the sense of, I do believe there will be an ultimate great tribulation you know the revelation talks about it being seven years i wouldn't take the the number seven too literal right. just just mm-hmm. throwing that out there because right. numbers in the book of revelation particularly but also throughout the bible they mean something different than yep. just their numeric value yeah that's right yep. it's the especially the number seven is about a yep. process about com- the, it's yeah, about the a completion, completion of a process yeah. Com- yeah. something coming full circle into fulfillment yep. so however the book of revelation does speak of there will be some point in history where God says, okay, I'm, I'm fixing, I'm, I'm finna, I'm fixing to come and to, to bring the new heaven and new earth together. And before that happens, we need to flush, we need to flush sin, sickness, death, Satan, Mm -hmm. and people who are unwilling to repent and turn to the King. We need to flush that out. Yeah. So that's there. That's an important part of our eschatology yeah you know yes. our vision yeah. of the end Correct. so people have 
rightly held that out there to be a thing that mm-hmm. we should take heed of. And, yes. and then they've taken that with the, the scripture you just quoted um, in First Thessalonians where it says we will be caught up yeah. in the air with, yeah. on, at the second coming. It's talking about the second coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. specifically the words caught up. Yes. Uh, it comes from the Greek word harpezo, which means to be, to be caught up, like collected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have taken that and they've put that with, okay, the reality of tribulation, the caught up scripture in first Thessalonians, and then some scriptures in the words of Jesus, where he talks about, you know, I'm going to come and there'll be two people working in a field and one yeah. will be gone. And the other, like, so in the night. talking about, there will be a collecting mm-hmm. of the people who, who, the bride of Christ, the people who mm-hmm. belong to Jesus, he, right. Jesus spoke to this, so it's right. yep. it's not inconsequential. It's not a for small sure. thing. Yep. There clearly there clearly is room in here for an to to rightly interpret. I think that Jesus spoke about a, an ultimate rapture of sorts. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I I've got a little. I feel like that word's been abused, so I'm scared to, to use the word yeah. because yeah. people just immediately go Nick Cage on us, and yeah. it's not helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yes. The scripture does speak about a rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that word, I have problems with it because it's not a in the catching, Bible. A catching um, up or a, but yeah, yeah a, a collecting that God mm-hmm. is going to collect His people, right. and um, you know, and it does it does kind of make it seem like Jesus does that, um, you know, in an ultimate way before things ultimately wrap up. Yeah. Now I know people have exhaustive. Um, interpretations of, you know, will Christians have to go through through the Great Tribulation? And so people who mm-hmm. say no are are pre-trib that that God's going to catch us up and we can mm-hmm. be excused from all that. That's one. That's one interpretation. Another interpretation is no, we're going to be here through it. Another interpretation is there's going to be a little bit of both. There's going to be some mm-hmm. people who who go through it and some people who don't. Anyway, the that's essentially what the rapture in the evangelical church right. has come to mean right. is this idea of that collection moment, the collection point um, when Jesus before, like with the second coming. Yep. So, and I do think there's grounds for it. So I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not saying there is no rapture. Yeah. I actually do believe in the rapture. I do believe there is an mm-hmm. ultimate, you know, moment where Jesus returns and there is a collection where he collects his people. Yeah. Right. And I do think his grace, his, I do believe the lamb is on the throne and mm-hmm. that, um, his grace is is greater than whatever the tribulation is going to be. So yep. I don't actually think pre-trib or post-trib matters as much as some people make it to. But right. you know, do am I pre-trib or post-trib? I'm probably pre-trib in the um, traditional sense of that conversation. <laughs> but yeah. again, I don't fit super good into that conversation, yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, so that's basically where the whole idea of the rapture comes from. Yeah. Right. But again, it's never it's not helpful if that begins to rob you of your idea of Jesus right. and your idea yeah. of the end. Yeah. That yeah. it's it's yeah. not about escaping, it's about invasion, yeah. heaven invading, new heaven, new earth. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the that's the most important part of it all. So mm-hmm. and the, and Jesus does say, "Hey, be ready, be watchful, be yes. be um on alert, like be living yeah. for that moment of his return." Mm-hmm. So it's very important that we take that seriously. Like Pro tip, heed what, heed what Jesus says yes. with utmost care. 
um, because he seemed Mm -hmm. to really speak a lot to to his second coming and specifically some of those details surrounding, you know, you're going to be living your life normal and like a thief in the night. Boom. Here. here, And my people are are taken. You know, there's there is definitely that's in there in the words of Christ. So that's that's the that's the my best explanation of the rapture for better and worse. I think, and again, this just is just a touch back on just a little bit what we were talking about before about the whole idea of escape. I, I'm, I can, I can live with the paradigm of this, of this catching away and not marry escape to that because I actually, there's everything that within me that I know of Jesus, that he's not one who retreats. There's not, it's not in his nature to do that. Uh, there's not like, so I don't, I can actually hold you know the rapture in in I can frame that in in my own paradigm. The lamb has to frame it in, right? Right. Like it has totally, to be framed totally. in, in who he is. And right. so there's a world where that's why like there are people yeah. who are post trib for instance. Yeah. Yeah, you can make a great argument that the suffering servant would call mm. call his people to go through a thing or two. I know. Right. You know? So yeah. like, like it's not yeah. out, out it's not outside of the bounds of the lamb. Totally. It's also not outside of the bounds of the lamb for that for him to lay his life down so that we wouldn't have to go through that as well. So right. it's both are appropriate interpretations. They're totally. just not the main thing. I know. Yes, that's it. That's totally it. Right. And I think for years, I just, I would say that, you know, in, in, in an incorrect way, maybe uh, allowing myself to be ignorant about revelation I have, and it's not, I don't t- take this however you want it, but I have held this in a place where I don't really know how this is all going to play out, but I do know Jesus I, I love him and I'm holding to him. And some of this is just secondary to actually what, who Jesus is and who he is to me. And the fact that I love him and that he's got me and that I'm in him and he's right. in me, all of those details yeah. that are actually the critical point, the, the critical things that I need to hold on close handedly very much to that right. truth. Like the details are something yeah. secondary yeah. to that. Yeah. The, uh, the precedent throughout all of scripture, definitely the new Testament is that those who suffered tremendously and even gave their life literal physical lives for Mm -hmm. the gospel rejoiced in doing so Mm -hmm. Uh, part of what I have found offensive within myself is my belief uh, honestly that I that I was honed in me early on was hey you live in uh, I lived in uh, the United States all my growing up years but you live in North America Mm -hmm. right you're not going to have to really be persecuted for your faith. You're right. not going to mm-hmm. ever have to, uh, you know, hey, you either renounce your faith or I'm going to take your life right here on the spot. Right. You probably won't ever have to deal with that. Yeah. And I grew up with this uh, privileged sense or uh, entitlement mm-hmm. that, hey, this is, these things aren't, aren't going to happen to me. Suffering mm-hmm. was only a small issue. Uh, that's had to be that's been confronted in me over the last couple of decades. Mm -hmm. Some of it because of world events. Mm. Yeah. Like this terrible world event happens and we're still here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I've just found the dominoes have begun to fall a little bit on some of the assumptions I made. And I just want to say this, I want to declare this over our lives. Jesus is absolutely faithful in the midst of our suffering. Yeah. And he's glorified in our suffering. That's the point. Like, mm. like it's not like he is not unfaithful to me if the rapture doesn't happen the way I thought it was totally. going to happen. If I find that I'm in the midst of tribulation, yeah. 
and I love Jesus with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. he has not ripped me off. Mm-hmm. I have not experienced a second-rate version of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, uh, this is being exposed in us that we've had that entitlement that said, no, we're going to experience his faithfulness because he's going to get us out of here before we have yeah. to start suffering. Right. Meanwhile, centuries of suffering oh, gosh, yeah. in the church. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the first, the first church would have read this totally different. Yes. We read it with 21st mm-hmm. century American yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be our, expe- our expectation yeah. is suffering's this foreign thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, actually, this is speaking to those who are in suffering. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. you start to see in Revelation right. 6, you see the cry of the martyrs. Yeah. You know, when will, when will you avenge us? You know, like right. that. We don't get that because it's so right. foreign to most of us, right? right. I, I was talking to right. uh, a friend of mine. Uh, this past weekend who who works who works in Africa and it's like yeah like you know there there's there's folks there who are a little more in tune with like it's not such a stretch for them to understand maybe the the backdrop that revelation is written on like these people right. are going through some crap man right yeah you know and it's not like we, we I mean we in in the west we have our own struggles and stuff and we're not yep. exempt from hardship either we all go through it but it is very you know I mean I remember talking to you Ron the other day you, you were in a fender bender you know, yeah. it's like when we're talking about like just keeping things in perspective and, you know, like, you know, like a huge percentage of the world when you say I got in a car accident today, a huge percentage of the world would say you have a car. You have a car. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know, and it's like we just are so yeah. Yeah. we're coming at it from such a yes. weird niche angle mm-hmm. yes. that it's hard for us to even read it in its proper context. Yeah. And yeah. so, totally. again, so I, do, I do think there's a grace as history unfolds and as the future unfolds some of these things are going to come clearer to us yes. what yeah. God meant by this or that. And we need to go with that. We need to let the Holy spirit teach us. Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I think this or that, that all through scripture it taught this. Now, yeah. you know what? It's making more and more mm-hmm. sense yeah. to me as I see these things unfold. You, that's not admitting defeat no. as a believer in Jesus and in the scriptures to say, ah, yeah. that makes yeah. a lot that's of great. sense what, given what, what scripture said. You yeah. don't mean you, you don't mean to say that you don't know everything and how it's yeah. all going to... You're not all-knowing, Well, I am an expert. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think <laughs> but that's... But I don't that's, know everything. That's yeah. hitting the nail yeah. on the head is revelation. Yeah. I mean, don't miss the point. Like, it's actually... It's trying to reestablish the things that Jesus came and did and said in his ministry. And it's trying to, to like, to help us. Here's what I do know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of things I don't know. Right. And I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know how that, what that means. And I don't like, but mm-hmm. here's, I, I do know what I do know. Mm-hmm. And this is what matters the most that, that there's a lamb on the throne yeah. and he, he's ruling and reigning right now and will yeah. forever rule and reign. Yeah. And there's coming a day where that's going to be in, yeah. in, in like its fullness. And yeah. in the meantime, yeah. here's the other thing I know. He's called me to the ministry of reconciliation yes. and he's called me mm-hmm. to step in in Come dominion on. Come on. and to walk out his rule and reign now and to see, to actually be a living answer to his prayer of his kingdom come as will be done on earth yeah. as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that we are supposed to actively be taking ground for the new creation mm. Yeah, in the right. meantime. Yeah. And now yeah. I know we don't have much time because I go pick up my kid here in a few minutes from school. Yeah. But man, we could get off into some conversation about, yeah. you know, Jesus didn't die, ascend, establish his church to like say, okay, you guys, you make a culty click yep. and hang out 
until I come back. Yes. And behave. And just, just be good. Yep. And, and make sure whatever you do, don't lose your ticket. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, I know. That's not, yep. that's not the gospel. Yeah. And he yep. established his church to now be the new Adams, the new people who walk out in the new creation. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah. are, we still have mortal bodies. And yes, there are things that are still now and not yet. But we're yeah. very much supposed to live in the reality of new creation and to yeah. walk that out. And so the question then of Revelation is, it's not a matter of if, but when is yep. Jesus coming coming back? And when is the when is the kingdom in its fullness going to be established? And when is hell going to be done away with? Right? Mm. But then... You know, it doesn't say how much kingdom advancement is going to take place between the time that Jesus ascended and established the church mm-hmm. right. and the time he returns. Is, yeah. Right. And it doesn't say it. It could be thousands of years mm-hmm. of the people of God partnering with the Holy Spirit to allow him to lead and redefine and recreate and reestablish his order of right. things right. on the earth. Right. And right. so who's to, who's to say, again, this is where I start to geek out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you, you pull me back if you want, but who's <laughs> to say, who's to say yeah. that Jesus doesn't want to start to bring some of the new creation through his people in the here and now through giving us better ways to build society, to build his kingdom yeah. right, right up from the ground, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Who's to say that he's not going to give somebody in the church, you know, I mean, you prophesied over my son. You prophesied you're, you're going to get, you know, emotional, you know, like yeah. God, God's yeah. going to give you cures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like God's going to, God's yeah. going to put, yeah. which interestingly enough, again, I, you know, I'm, I'm saying yes and amen. Cause interestingly enough, he went to kindergarten this year and we had him fill out like uh, my name's Alexander and. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he, in his own volition, we haven't put this in him. He said, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. You know, like I promise I have not whispered I that to him. I promise. You did, yeah. though, in yeah. over his Oh, that's spirit. right. I yeah. did. That's right. You when prophesied. He was just, yeah. But anyway, yeah. you know, you prophesied in him, like, God wants to give you cures. Yes, yeah. right. God wants to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, who's mm-hmm. to say that God does not want to bring his new creation through people. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of the incarnation in the first yep. place is like, no, I'm coming up from within right. yep. and I'm bringing this. And yes, there's going to be a day where I bring, I bring the rest down yep. mm-hmm. and I'm bringing it down and there will be a yep. gap between what is and what he, what the Lord yep. brings ultimately. But why do we assume yep. that that gap is so infinite? Yeah. Right. And why do we, not, why do we sleep on the fact that he does, does God not want his kingdom to progress on totally. the earth? Right. And and yep. maybe the cry in the human spirit for progress is something God put yep. in there. Right. Totally. And we're just going about it the wrong way, mm-hmm. trying to build kingdoms without mm-hmm. the king. Yep. Right. Well, we do tend to ignore. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I, I let me just just on that whole time. Um, the one I wanted to blow up a little bit, but was just the the, the time frame that we have this locked into. Right. And we say, OK, we're living in the last days. Okay, we are, yeah, we, which we are. Yep. But like, what what most people don't realize is the last days have actually been going on for two thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> on the first day of the week, right? Like, it's just this, this <laughs> thing. Like, you can read that right from what Peter's sermon yep. at the day of Pentecost. Yeah, he said this is the fulfillment of Joel two, right? Like that my right. my spirit would be in the last days. We already know that the last days. So don't don't just say we're in the last days, thinking that it's just we're 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 encroaching in days and weeks and months up to the, the, the return of 
the yeah. return of the king, right? Like yeah. we're actually these these last days have actually been going on for two thousand years. Right. Yeah. So let's blow up the paradigm of these are the last days, meaning they are the last days, but the the, the connection between. It could be at any moment and any second, but they've actually been going on for a very long time. We've been we've been saying these are the you know every every generation since Christ yeah. Christ ascended has been saying these are the last days, and they've been correct. Yeah. Yes, but we just keep adding lasts now. Like no, these yeah. are the last last days. The last last. You know, last, and it's like days. maybe yeah. maybe. Yeah, I know. You know, and know. And, and come quickly, Lord Jesus, yeah. should be our prayer. Yes, for absolutely. sure. But we need to we need to not see our we're not in purgatory, y'all. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this isn't some yeah. we're not we're not waiting. Yes, we're anticipating his return, mm-hmm. but we're also establishing his kingdom on the earth. And like yep. and and maybe we play a part in the readiness of the earth and the readiness of the bride yeah. for the return of mm-hmm. the king. Like yeah. like maybe yeah. part of getting the bride pure and spotless is some of the job that the church yeah. has to do. Maybe this sorry, maybe maybe this marrying or this 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 dumbing down of of the gospel to a transaction uh, gives us permission to then say, we're all gathering up people and then we're going to get out of here. Like maybe it's actually given us permission and we, uh, we understand the gospel. I'm hoping this makes sense. This is something that just occurred to me. But if we, if we dumb down the gospel to just this point of a ticket out of here, then if that's our view, if, if that's our small way of thinking, well, for sure, we can actually give ourselves permission to think we're all going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a ticket. It's a ticket out of here. It's all a ticket out of here. Salvation's a ticket out of here. The rapture's a ticket out of okay. here, which is, you know, that's, that's how, we allow, how we allow, allow ourselves to view the world. It's rooted in a false gospel, though. Right. It's rooted back in you, you aren't taking seriously what Jesus came, did, and said he was doing. Right. Right? And it's like, no, I have to, I have to draw my my. Or my my lifestyle has to yep. be drawn from who I believe there's no, Jesus is. Right. There's nothing congruent about establishing the kingdom and escaping and, as, and our ticket out of here. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're different. They're, they're totally, totally different. different That's different, the point I want to launch yeah. To quote a friend Sorry. of mine, perhaps it's a ticket to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, right. We, that's it's, right. It's like we don't. Yeah. No, we want we want hell gone. I don't That's want it. Totally. And and maybe yeah. that maybe yeah. that like look maybe this will help everybody take a collective sigh of relief. Mm. You know, back to, back to the your your earlier statement. I think I said it in one of my sermons on the weekend. Was like, you know, my theology used to be that you know hell sounds terrible, heaven sounds not that great either, but not as bad. And so, you know, I'd much rather stay here and have things better. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe that's something in there that. on purpose. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. maybe, okay. maybe God, that's in our DNA. Mm-hmm. Like God's encoded that. And there's something that cries in our spirit that says, I was made for here. Yeah. Yeah. I was made here. I was made for here. Yeah. And like, don't even get me started on what eternity means. And no. like, are we going to be building rockets and transports and then we're going to be populating planets? And I, I don't even know. Yeah, I just lose everybody. No, no, but it's <laughs> like gonna it's like you're going to be doing that. Maybe that's the yeah. maybe like the devil's trying to rob something about yeah. like no, we're going to go off and we're going to live in this disembodied place called right. heaven and yeah. right. And again, like I'm not even getting into. I believe that my loved ones who have died are with the Lord. That's mm-hmm. in the scripture. I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. that there is a space that God is in. His kingdom is mm-hmm. dwelling in quite literal terms. Like mm-hmm. and people are with him. Sure. 
But again, like I think the point is his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is yes. in heaven. Right. A new heaven, a new yes. earth. Yes. Get the hell out of here yes. and bring the heaven in. Yes. Like that's that's yeah. That's the gospel. Yeah. That's the and that's a great reason for anticipation, joy, and activation. Yeah. That was my two points was like mm-hmm. this should cause anticipation in us. Like, come Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it should cause activation. Like my job is mm-hmm. to, to live under that reality and expectation and to mm-hmm. bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Yep. Right. So so rapture, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's just right. not the point. Right. Yeah. I, w- I want to encourage people who would like to dig into this a little bit more. I can't remember if it's first Peter or second Peter, but it's in one of the one of Peter's letters where he refers to the earth being destroyed again. Yes. And it and uh, before before it was destroyed by flood, this time it will be destroyed by fire. But what's really interesting to dig into is, okay, Peter meant what he said, but we live on the earth that was supposedly destroyed by flood. Right, right. So it's just good to get in context what Peter was actually saying. Yeah. Like he didn't say God's going to disintegrate the Do away the earth. with, to do a, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a similar. He was making this right. comparison. He's going to is it, he's going to destroy it by fire. And what is that and, fire? And, but, 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 well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but for Noah, is it possible Noah was a little surprised? I mean, we're going to reestablish life on yeah. the same plant, yeah. same right. land. Mm-hmm. Um, we may find ourselves in that same zone yeah. when we go to meet the Lord in the yeah. air, theoretically, Come yeah. right back down to an earth that's been refined. Yes. But, oh, we're going to settle here? Right. Like, wait a second. That's why I've always, you know. I've always, there's a, like a Chris Tomlin version of Amazing Grace. And there's a lot, there's a, there's a verse and it's like, with the earth shall soon dissolve like snow. It's like, mm. and it's like, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to, right. like I, it says mm. the old order of things have passed away. Yeah. Right. Right. And Not refining. Yeah. What and is and it's a new earth. Yep. Right, yeah. like, but yeah. like the old order, the old chaos. There yeah. was no more sea. It says, yeah. right. So it's speaking to chaos. It's speaking to yeah. destruction and devastation and the crap that the the fact that we have adages no. like crap happens. Right, like yeah. the old order right. is going to be gone. Yeah. Like that's the because I think I think it's just like what do you what do you what is the fire right? Like yeah. it's not is it a literal fire? I'm more la- like knowing the way that the 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 word is and what's hidden underneath the surface. I'm more apt to at least give space in my mind to to consider that to be the fire of refinement right like to or to be, to be and, some kind and of god knows how to do that totally knows right. how to do yeah. that and maybe that fire is tribulation maybe it is right like or is it or it is a little fire i don't know like Doesn't, but i the, just i i the point I, is the point is the process the point totally. is what, what god is achieving through it is it totally. literal fire is it nuclear fire yeah. is it like i, know. I, I don't know like but that's that's it. my big heart for our people and we'll just we'll land here yeah. is like if I hear you obsessing about the wrong thing, yes, yeah, that's when I'm like, why are we talking about is is the red is the blood moon a nuclear winter? Is this is the are the four horse in the apocalypse? Are they talking about mm-hmm. pandemics and like right. maybe right? Maybe. But you're obsessing yeah. about the you're, you're, right. you're, this is an exercise in missing the point. The point is yeah, there's yeah. a lamb on the throne who is bringing ultimate restoration, yeah, yeah. and part of that process is him putting the clamps down on everything that degrades and flushing it out. Yeah. How he does that, I don't care. Right, yeah. right. Like I, I just want him to right. do it, and I and right. I want and I want to be counted in the number yeah. that lives forever yeah. and ever. Like I just want to set my hopes on the right thing. Yeah. Right. And you have started obsessing about. I know. You know, it's like the it's like the people who I don't get like like Andy Broad my. My, my my colleague and friend who you know before he has a surgery he's had multiple a few surgeries and he'll just go on youtube and watch 
Yeah. You know, Ooh. like the details. I'm like, Ooh. you know what? Some details aren't helpful. <laughs> yeah. Even in the hands of the surgeon, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going right. to go in and, yeah. and you, you do what you got to do. I don't want to see any of that noise. Mm. I don't even want to know what you're doing. Just, mm. just ignorance is yeah. bliss in some ways. So, yeah. you know, mm. that's, that's my heart for this is like, mm. let's make sure we're obsessing about the right things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's make sure we're obsessing about the right picture. Yeah. And you know, the rest of the details, sure. It's fun, but like, you know, Christ spoke a lot about, you know, look, look, no one's going to know the hour of the day. Maybe mm-hmm. you put that in there to right. say, hey, let's not miss the point here. Yes. Right. You know, and Paul, Paul talks in his letters about, look, you guys are getting caught up in like genealogies and angelology and yeah. all these things. Yeah. Like, don't get lost in the mystery of the details. Get lost in the mystery of the goodness of God and what he's come to do, totally. what he's done in Christ and what he's doing, yeah. uh, you know, in ultimately in, in the end. Get lost yeah. in that mystery yeah, and man. not in these weird little details that are just going to be taking you into ditches, mm. you know. So That's good. Yeah. Really yeah. Thanks. We should talk more about this again. I know. But because uh, we didn't really answer any questions. Um, Mike, I'll, I'll get to your is, is Elon Musk the Antichrist um, later. But... Uh, for now, I think we should sign off. I'm gonna yeah. go get my little uh, my little doctor from kindergarten. Yes, so, yeah. so uh, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. Yeah, and uh, Dan, Anthony, as always, thanks for jumping in. You're welcome. All Loved right. it. Yeah. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anthony and Dan as much as I did, and I hope that it makes you long for Jesus and long for his return all the more. Hey, if you haven't already, I'd love it if you subscribe on one of the platforms, if you share it for someone else to enjoy, maybe even leave a review if it's positive. But hey, if you're going to troll me, you just take your trolling somewhere else. Hey, have a good day, everybody. Thanks again.